This is the On The Mark Podcast, bringing you facts, opinions, and personal experiences from the outdoor industry. I got the opportunity to shoot an AR-15. That was one of the funnest experiences that I've had. It's, it's pretty exciting. It's a, it's a big rush. Presented by Sightmark, an industry leader in optics, bore sights, night vision, and more. Make your mark. You like it, Brandon? Yeah, I think it looks good. I'm ready to hit record. Go ahead. Go ahead and... I normally do a little bit of like casual talk and then, and then I just jump into, um, then I kind of just jump into announcing that we're actually doing the podcast. So that's what I'm going to do right now because I just did this whole casual talk thing to explain that. So welcome to the On The Mark podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hamilton. Today, joining me in the Cellmark studio, I got Carrie Pruitt with Meadow Ridge. Now it's archery and gun, correct? Okay, terrific. So you got both going on. We do. All right, terrific. Well, um... If you don't, well, actually, before we before we dive into uh, the range, there, I do want to give a shout out to Sightmark. Uh, Sightmark is the host of this show. This is the On the Mark podcast for Sightmark. Um, so we appreciate Sightmark and everything they do. They got really great products at really great prices. So you should go check them out. Carrie, tell me about this range. This was a dream from years and years ago. Basically, I worked at a gun store about forty years ago when I was eighteen. Okay. And I said, eventually, one of these days, I want to have a gun store. And I said, I don't want just a normal gun store. I want something that's going to be wow factor for everybody. Okay. So there's, to the best of our knowledge, there's nothing like this anywhere in the United States. Really? You've got a full 18,000 square foot facility. Okay. Inside that facility, we've got an indoor 25-yard pistol range. We've got an indoor 30-yard archery range, full gun store, full archery store, banquet facility, classroom. Outside, we've got a 500-yard outdoor rifle range. Wow. 50-yard pistol tactical range. Wow. Trap and skeet, all voice activated with all the new state equipment, and an outdoor archery range at one location. Wow. So it is a full family event that you can spend all day there and come have a great time. Kids, adults, it's just an awesome, awesome place. Now, on your archery range, are those three? Is that a three D archery range? Yes, sir. All right, terrific, man. That sounds awesome. So, that um, you guys are located down there in Nacogdoches, is that right? Yes, sir. I mean, beautiful, beautiful scenery out there. If nothing else, I mean, every time I go out in that direction, I'm just kind of amazed at how beautiful mm-hmm. it is out there. And it's basically was built in my backyard. Seriously? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So. Uh, it's all your personal private property that this yes, is on. Sir. Oh, yes, terrific. Sir. So let me ask you this, because I know particularly with the indoor ranges, mm-hmm. to construct those, construct those within a city limits, there's a whole lot of hoops you got to jump through. Yes, sir. Do you have to do the same thing if you're building that on your own personal property? No, okay. because what we did is I designed a facility. I actually physically built 100% of this target retrieval system the exhaust system, everything, and in my opinion, and the test that I did is as good or better than the ones where you buy it and get it shipped right to you. So what I did is I tested my exhaust system and I took a smoke bomb Mm -hmm. and put it in there to see how long it would take to get the smoke out of there. Yeah. And in less than 30 seconds, I had that complete smoke bomb removed from that indoor pistol Seriously, in 30 it's seconds? 30 seconds. Wow. Unbelievable, the system that I've designed. So that it works all, great. That all, it, that all downdrafts, basically, yes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to, to get that stuff out of the mm-hmm. facilities. Wow, that's that's really it's impressive. Incredible, yes, sir. Um, so aside from the range, mm-hmm. well, first off, what's a membership look like to something like that? Uh, basically, our membership for an individual is $350 a year. Really? Per person, mm-hmm. or you can get the family membership. And that includes unlimited use of the facility. That's indoor, outdoor ranges. Then you can bring a guest for half price. It's okay. $10 if you want to bring a guest. Okay. And it's we're not on an hourly time frame. Mm-hmm. We're basically right there where you, there's no rush. If the pistol range is full, go use the rifle range. Mm-hmm. If the rifle range is full, go use the outdoor pistol mm-hmm. range. Yeah. So that way there's really no waiting so, so one membership gets you access to all of it yes, archery sir. and everything yes well there's oh, okay. a little additional if you want to do the archery gotcha okay yes yeah because those targets probably take a lot more replacements and... a lot yes yeah. sir okay i understand okay very cool so aside from 
I mean, um, Chris Bailey, who's a, a rep here at Selmark, was was telling me a little bit about your business, and then he was like, "But the business is just a small, small part of who this guy actually is." <laughs> Tell me about some of the other stuff that that you do. Like, for instance, here in just a few hours, you're flying to Rome? Rome, yes, sir. Actually, I'm a pilot with American Airlines. Oh, wow. Been there 32 years flying the Boeing 777. Wow. So I fly all long-haul international. It's been a spectacular career. I love flying more than anything in the world. And basically, when I was five years of age, I wanted to fly airplanes. I knew what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So by the time I was 20 years of age, I had all my ratings, packed up, moved to Alaska, and spent many years as a bush pilot flying hunters and fishermen out to all the remote spots, flying Super Cubs, 206s, just floats, skis. Wow. I've had an awesome, awesome career. And then I flew corporate for a little while, and then I got hired at American. Wow, that's great. So, so how, many, uh, how many passengers are you going to have on this next flight? 310. 310. Mm -hmm. Wow. And mm -hmm. so you're, you're flying out today, and then you're going to be flying back in... Sunday, I'll be back about two o'clock Sunday afternoon. Man. So less than forty-eight hours, I'll go to Rome and back. Wow! Yes, wow! Sir. Do you get any time in Rome? Like we're when there the about twenty hours. Okay. And what the coolest thing about Rome is the history. We don't realize America is very, very new. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we've been here four hundred years theoretically, yeah. and you look at Rome. Thousands of years. Yeah. And building the Colosseum. Just, All those structures oh, and it's history. Oh, beautiful. It. The yeah. history is, is, is phenomenal. Yeah. And that's why Rome is one of my favorite places to visit. Wow. Now, if I met you on the street and I didn't know anything about you, and you said, guess what I do for a living, I would never guess pilot. You want to know why? No. You don't have that stereotypical pilot voice. <laughs> Folks, uh, <laughs> we're looking at about uh, 15 mile an hour winds uh, southeast. Uh, we're expecting uh, true, true. <laughs> I, I, and and that's one thing about the store. Our philosophy is when you walk into the store, I go when I'm there. I walk up to every single customer, walk in, shake their hands. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. Because the philosophy that we designed years ago is that you walked into my living room. Yeah. And we want you to be a friend, be yeah. family. Sure. And that's the atmosphere that we have at our store. Wow. Yeah. So it's just family owned. It's just a great, great, very, so very you probably, My guess is that type of environment, and if that's something that you push and instill in all your employees and that's how they treat everybody, chances are you got a pretty high retention rate as far as just getting memberships and holding on to them. In six years, I've had two employees leave. Wow. So these employees are... They understand that if you can't go walk up to somebody and say, hey, how are you doing? You don't need to be there. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Everybody is very friendly. Everybody has been taught that that's what it takes for a customer relationship because that customer is going to believe what you say. Sure. If I'm trying to sell a Pulsar, mm -hmm. they're going to say, well, why would I want a Pulsar over X brand? Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you why. Yeah. And we go in talking about the customer service, the reliability, the uh, return on how long if something happens to yours. Sure. I've had a yep. couple of situations over the few years where we've had some uh, issues with some. Yeah. And the return, getting the customers back, mm -hmm. their, their item back, is superior yep. in time. Yep. And that's what nobody else does that. I mean, truthfully. Well, and I've, okay? if, if I'm being honest, I, you know, I've run a lot of trade shows here mm -hmm. for, for this company. And, uh, you know, I've got, I've got my hands in kind of all the brands that we're associated with. So of course, Sightmark. Yes. Sir. Um, and then we've got Firefield, Kofiager, Bullet Safe, Enforce Weapon Lights, and then Pulsar. Mm -hmm. Um, the biggest weapon I've got when I'm out there on a trade show floor mm -hmm. is explaining to every single customer, no matter which one of these products that you buy, or if, if it's one of our brands, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is so, I, there is so much value in us being located right here locally in Mansfield, Texas. I just gave you a tour of the facility. We have a whole repair facility right here on the back end of this recording studio on the other side of this wall right here. We handle all that in-house, including yes. Pulsar and any of our stuff that comes from overseas. We actually repair it here in-house and ship it back out to you. And we, That's normally just a few-day turnaround. Absolutely, and I've seen it. And I, I can attest to that. That is a very true statement. Mm -hmm. It's not 
you know, customer comes in, well, how long is it going to take? Well, it's going to take four to six weeks. It's going to take three to four months. Yeah. Well, that's not good customer service. Right. If you want to keep that customer happy, you have to have good customer service. Yeah, absolutely. As well as my end, as well as your end yeah. to make a product. So there you go. So I'm going to go back to your range yes. and back to your employees. So, you know, there's a stigma about going to a range for those who don't do it regularly. Yes. Like maybe they're interested, they want to get into shooting, mm -hmm. but honestly, they just don't feel their knowledge level is up to par to step into an area where there's a lot of people who are very familiar with those mm -hmm. firearms. And frankly, that tends to um, kind of just make people not do it. Sure. Um, now, I have been in ranges where I can understand that feeling mm -hmm. because your range officers might be a little overly aggressive. Um, how, how do you guys run your range as far as just making sure that everybody's safe, but also feels comfortable? Absolutely. As we've talked about, we do have rules and regulations that we have to follow on safety. And everybody, Absolutely. and every customer that comes in before, you have a very good chance that a customer, when he comes in, if he hasn't been there, they, the common sense, they're going to leave their weapon in their vehicle. Yeah. And we tell them, make sure the bolts are open, the ammunition is out of the weapon, no loaded weapons. Mm -hmm. Sure. Just being safe on everything. Because the worst thing you want in our business is an accidental discharge right. in AD. Absolutely. And I've actually had a customer come in before and say, I said, is your weapon unloaded? Yes, it is. Well, we always go check. Yeah. And by golly, as soon as I racked it back, there was one safety mm -hmm. off, one in a barrel, yep. one in a chamber. Yep. And I didn't belittle him, but don't tell me your gun is empty yep. when you... Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's where our responsibility is. And even on the front of the building, we've got signs that say, make sure the weapon is unloaded, yep. et cetera. Yep. But we still have to follow up. Sure. And that's why our range is probably, in my opinion, you've got AR 500 plate steel in mm -hmm. the range dividing each of the customers. And it's three eights and three eights will pretty much handle yeah. up to a 50 BMG. Yeah. And what I did when I designed it, most ranges are about 36 to 38 inches wide. Mm -hmm. Mine are 54 inches wide. Oh, wow. So I could have put in a couple extra lanes, yeah. but that way you and I right here mm -hmm. have got enough room for mm -hmm. us to do safety instruction. We do tons and tons of pistol instruction. Gotcha, yeah. A lot of the departments train at our facility. We're Very TCLO cool. certified. Everybody loves Meadow Ridge facility. Very cool. Very so cool. we've been very, very fortunate. So you got the range. You're a pilot, you're flying to Rome and all other places. What else do you do? Actually, I'm highly involved with the new Stephen F. Austin State University's aviation program. Oh, really? So we have started a great new program out there. So if anybody's looking for a new flight school, we have a four-year college degree. And because we're hiring, the pilot shortage is incredible mm -hmm. today, as we know. Sure. So what I did is I built the first building, the facility, and it's a huge 12,000 square foot building, hangar out there to store the, all the brand new airplanes we've got. And then I designed a beautiful lobby, classrooms, pilot briefing rooms, just an incredible facility. And yesterday, as a matter of fact, one of the new DPEs, the pilot designees that signs off a pilot on his rating certificates, came out and he said, I want to tell you, this is by far one of the nicest, most well-designed facility we've ever seen. Really? Wow. And so it gave us a good sure. punt. And we've only yeah. been in business now or started for a year. That's so awesome. So there's something else that I did. Yeah, that's great. And I have many other things. Yeah, I was I was okay. I was I didn't even know about that one. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping to poke you about this uh this this Africa hunting you do. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. I myself, my wife and I are mm -hmm. we're going to South Africa for our first time. Neat. Um in May. Yeah. And um it, it was something that um Chris here had told me mm -hmm. um that that you do quite a bit of that. And yeah. I was like, "Oh, I got to pick his brain absolutely. about that for sure." Africa by far is one of my most favorite places in the world. I've hunted six of the seven continents. Of course, you can't hunt the seventh one. Yeah. But it is, I've been there 17 times. I think I mentioned wow. that to you. Yeah. And it is just by far my favorite. I went twice last year. I didn't go this year. I did a couple other things this year. But the next year I've got it scheduled again to go back to Africa as well. Very cool. So are you flying, so you're with Americans. Are you flying Air France? Uh, no, actually, this time it'll be, we'll go from Dallas to 
Atlanta, Atlanta, Johannesburg. So Delta? Delta on that yeah. one, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, American, we don't fly there. Right. And yeah. I have flown Air France down there. I've no. flown Air France to Cameroon. Because American owns Air France, don't they? Or, no, they're no? just a, um, I believe they're like a code share. Oh, gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. I've flown Emirates. I've flown uh, Qantas. I've flown most of the airlines going all over the world. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, ours, ours is with Delta and not. Yeah. The only reason is when I was booking up the flights, I was like, mm -hmm. Quatar Airs. Qatar. You know, yeah. I don't know yeah. what any of these yeah. are. I was like, let me go with Delta. It's the only one I knew. Sure. So I'm like, let's so just do, let's, let's do what I uh, am when familiar are you with. What, what month are you going? Uh, May. Okay, And uh, it'll be, I believe it's the 14th through the 20th Perfect. or so. It will We're going to have a six, six full days of hunting. We're going to be gone a total of nine days, I think. It will be cold. It will be cold. We're going to add six months to May, and what have you got? November. Because mm -hmm. remember, you're on the other side of the world. Yeah. So their their uh, seasons are totally flipped. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Very nice. So, well, um, yeah, I have, I've started to gather all my materials, uh, all my clothing and all that stuff, and so I've got quite a few of the, you know, heavier outerwear. Um, so... Hopefully we're really well prepared, but at the same time, you know, the outfitter we're going with is like, pack as light as possible. Of course. Yeah. So I'm trying to find that happy medium. It's one of those things where I've never been over there, haven't experienced it. So I don't, you know, people always send over pack. Um, but in your experience, I mean, I, you probably take your own firearms and everything like that over there. It depends you? where we're going and what we're doing. Okay. Okay. The last couple of years going over there with the COVID issues mm -hmm. has been because lacking of staff has been very difficult to get firearms through. Yeah, It works, but you're gonna be delayed for you're a little bit. Delayed, Things yeah. are probably a little bit better now. Even taking a bow, mm -hmm. a friend of mine, we took him there last year and it was a nightmare just getting a bow Man. through customs really? and, and it was just unbelievable. Well, okay. I had decided and figured in that I was probably going to rent um, yeah. for a couple of reasons. One. It's already, this will be by far the longest flight I've ever been on. Yes. And my wife. And so by the time we hit the ground, I'm not sure I want to go screw around with customs after that. Mm -hmm. And then two, being in a new environment, mm -hmm. hunting animals, I don't know what distance those are going to be at. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to have my, I would have my firearm set up for what I'm comfortable with. Yes. But you're talking about a lot of Central Texas whitetail hunting. Yes, sir. Really, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I'm like... I'm going to have, we're going to have the professional hunter, um, you know, guide with us. Mm -hmm. But if, if I'm not using a rifle he's familiar with, I see a lot of chances there, you know, for, for some mistakes to happen. And I, I kind of wanted to avoid that. Okay. But he, he's probably seen just about everything. Yeah. You think okay? so? Because I would say, I can't give you a statistic, but everybody, because they're comfortable with their own weapon, they want to take their own weapon. Right. And it works very, very well. Yeah. But the biggest thing that I see talking to these guides is, have you ever shot off sticks? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You've shot off sticks, you're fine. Yeah. Because most of the customers, clients have never shot off a stick and here you go to shoot off a stick. Put the barrel on it. Oh or, my God. And yeah. they're not even close to yeah. being. And then unfortunately you may have some uh, bad shots. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But if you've practiced off sticks. Yep. The, the, those guides are phenomenal. One of the biggest things you're going to really, really enjoy is the tracker. Okay. The tracker is a phenomenal man. Really? Okay. They'll go through and you'll see all these tracks. And like when I, when I went on the first buffalo hunt, you see all these tracks crossing the road. And you're thinking, okay, there's a lot. There's a whole herd come through there. Yeah. And then the tracker goes through and he points, okay. And then we just get on foot and we start going this direction. And I'm thinking... Oh my gosh, you know, three hours later and he's finding a blade of grass that's broke. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, this is the most ridiculous thing. You know, I mean, you gotta be kidding me. And all of a sudden, there's that buffalo 30 yards away. We tracked this buffalo for miles oh, on a broken grass, uh, you know, the, a hoof print. Yeah, And so, it's one of the most amazing things that you'll see and enjoy is yeah. watching these guys work. Oh yeah. And one of the neat things is I asked him, I said, how does this guy do this? Yeah. And he said, well, normally when they're five years old, the boys, they're in charge of the cattle. Okay. And each 
cattle, each cow, bull, steer, has its own characteristics. Yeah. And these kids at such young ages, there's no fences, so yeah. they're letting their own cattle, and they're, these cows mix with this guy's, and yeah. okay, and they're, every evening they go pull the cows in. So they have to learn the wow. tracks of their animals at such yeah. a young age, because if you're not, the leopards are going to get it, the mm -hmm. lions are going to get it. Who knows what's going to happen to their wild, to their, to their, to That's their amazing. I did not oh, even God. consider that. I still consider that one of the neatest things I've ever seen. Yeah. So. Oh, that's awesome. So, as a guy who's been over there seventeen times, how many species do you have on the books? My daughter has seventy-eight different big game species. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. And I have oh probably a dozen. Different. Okay. okay. Sure. So what we did is I don't need the only thing we've doubled up on uh -huh. were buffalo uh -huh. and a couple other different species. Sure. But the rest of it in the store, it we're getting everything life-sized. Mm -hmm. And I want different species from around the world okay. in this from the family that we've, all these great That's adventures amazing. we've taken from. So in your, in your uh, facility, you've yes, actually sir. got your mounts and your daughter's mounts mm -hmm. from y'all's trips to Africa. Yes, sir. Displayed I've out. got about That's, 40, 40 life sizes in there now. Wow, that's amazing. Still got another 60 to 80 to go life size mounts. Let me read you off my list and sure. you tell me what I'm missing, all right? Okay. So keep in mind, this all originated from, I got lucky. I And I thought I got lucky. It turns out I'm still spending a pretty penny to go. But I did the pick of a litter okay. for an auction Yes. At Ducks at a Ducks Unlimited event, mm -hmm. and so I won the pick of the litter. And for those who don't know what pick of the litter is, basically, um, they sell little tags and uh, with numbers on them. And before the auction starts, mm -hmm. um, they draw one out of a bucket, and if mm -hmm. it's your number, you get to pick whatever's on the auction block that day. Mm -hmm. And I won. I never win anything, and I won. And I was to the point that I was like, "Holy crap!" I tried to celebrate, but I'm in a yeah. room full of people who just spent like big money on these mm -hmm. tags. So everybody was pissed off at me. But I'm like, oh my God, but babe, you want to go to sure, Africa? And sure. she's like, sure. So I run up there. I'm like, Africa. Didn't think twice about it. Now, a uh, bunch of free animals included with that. Great lodging. Great. Still got to pay for your flight. So uh, pretty good, pretty good penny in flight. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course you're mounting yes. of those animals. So you're still going to spend quite a bit. Um, on something like that, but we're super excited about it. Um, I'm kind of going through the list of free animals, and I'm like, man, if I'm going to Africa, I need to tack on some. So I did. So okay. I'm going to read you my list here. Okay, okay. Because I'm going with me, my wife, and then our dads. Okay. So this is our complete animal list, and you tell me what I'm missing out of the must-haves. Okay. And don't you say... Um, we're don't talking? you don't you say Cape Buffalo because I can't do another twelve grand on top. All right, <laughs> we're talking Plains game. Yes. Okay. Yes. Perfect. So we're gonna perfect. be in Limpopo. Okay. okay. I know exactly where that's at. Perfect. So um, got to get the kudu. Excellent. So that's on my list. Okay. Uh, Nala, Nyala, Inyala, Inyala, Inyala. I got two of those on the list. One for okay. me and one for my father-in-law. Beautiful, beautiful species. Um. My my wife wants to get a heart beast. Heart of beast. Red? Yeah. Yep, red. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, a gems bot. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the, the animals that are quote-unquote free, the the wildebeest, a couple of warthogs, a couple of impala, uh, and then a blessed bot. Mm -hmm. um, and then my wife was also wanting, let's see, no, she had the gems bot in the, in the heart of beast. So okay. okay. Out of that list, is that a good first trip to Africa oh, absolutely. List? And one of the most highly sought-after trophies right now is the sable. The, yeah. And okay. So they don't have, the, the outfitter I'm going with, the okay. sable is in a different province. So okay. they have it, um, actually, let me see, because I have it actually pulled up right okay. here. And, and I was kind of bummed because I did want the sable, and then they have the other one that's very similar, but the brown sure. one. Uh, what are those called? Um, you need a wildebeest? No, 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 no. Okay. I mean, there's a wildebeest. Yeah, I got that one. List. Let me okay. see here. This one here, Rowan? Roan. Roan. Yes. So the Roan, very similar to... Beautiful, beautiful. Animal. Yeah. So okay. um, they have the Roans, mm -hmm. but the um, sable is in a different area. So the sable they have... Let me check up here. This is Cooch Safaris is who I'm going okay. with. Um, you know, and even a baboon when you're looking at it. What a, what a spectacular mount. You know, yes, but at the same time, I'm just, I'm not sure I could do it. They're just so, so the reason is, 
we got a guy we work with here at the okay. office who's a okay. who's a paid uh, influencer of ours, and he does amazing. He's really well known. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of hunting in Africa, mm-hmm. and he sent us over a highlight reel one time of him shooting baboons, and he shot one that threw its hands up in the air and put its head. And I was just like, oh, oh man, you gave me that somewhat human imagery, and I'm like, now I don't know if I can do it. And here's here's the thing on a baboon. They are one of the meanest, aggressive, kill tons and tons of baby animals. Really? Okay. Yeah. And they are very, very aggressive. And I'll tell you a story about that too. But uh, the jackal, if you can ever find you a jackal, you know, just the, they're beautiful animals. Well, so back to baboon. So I saw that video. I'm like, oh man. But then I find myself a week later binge watching on YouTube, Mm -hmm. this dude shooting them with blow dart guns off an orange pile. And I'm watching it for like two hours straight as he's pegging all these baboons. I'm like, that looks amazing. And talk about something that, I mean, he's, He's 10, five feet away yeah. from these ultra aggressive giant baboons mm-hmm. and hitting them with a blow dart gun. Yeah. And I'm like, man, now that might be a bucket list hunt right there. Sure. Because that would be really cool. I would like to get into some of the dangerous mm-hmm. game. Um, but I don't know. This On this first trip, I'm trying to get a little bit of the, the one thing that if I got over there mm-hmm. and they put some drinks in me and we're sitting there over the fire. I think they could talk me into that Elon. Elon is the largest of the Plains game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very, probably one of the best eating mm-hmm. animals. It's very, very good to eat. Really? Okay. Yeah. The only sad part about your Africa hunt, there's all these, you'll eat everything. You'll mm-hmm. try to eat everything or sample it. Is that we can't unfortunately bring any of that meat back. Right. Yeah. So all this meat goes to the local villagers mm-hmm. and it's just, it's, it's a great, great, thing of what happens to everything yes and people don't realize that well my understanding is not like over here where we Mm -hmm. might harvest an animal uh, process it ourselves or take it to the processor um and we cut off the choice meats and 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 get whatever we can off of it over there they use everything 100 percent. everything we're talking all the hides all the bones the hooves every Mm -hmm. all the intestines every bit of that animal goes to some specific cause yes. and is 100% utilized. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention, you know, people who do these trophy hunts over in Africa or, or other countries a lot of times are frowned upon by, you know, typically the, the far left side mm-hmm. um, on this side of the of the country um, because they see it as being, you know, inhumane. You're just going over there to kill for the pleasure. And the reality is, they use so much of that animal and it helps them out so much on a local mm-hmm. level. And then the revenue that goes into oh. their communities based off of these hunts is substantially beneficial. Not to man, not to mention just the management of those pop, uh, animal populations, mm-hmm. you know? So in my opinion, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of heat that, that gets, uh, there's a lot of flack mm-hmm. that this style of hunting gets, but it's, it's really kind of unjustified. It's really just an emotional, it's just an emotional, um, I don't know what you call it, an emotional outrage, if you will. Yes, yes. Um, without really any consideration for the positive things that it does bring. And know? people don't understand that as well. Like one of the perfect examples is when my daughter shot her elephant, mm-hmm. okay? And they know we're hunting on communal land, which is land owned by the locals. This is not a a high rolling guy in town that owns this property. These are the locals on this land. And once they heard that shot, there was over a hundred villagers that walked to where this elephant was. Wow. And I set up the camera on a time phase. And within four hours, this jumbo was nothing but a bone pile. Wow. Everything, like you were talking about, everything was used. The esophagus, the, the, the innards, everything is taken and used. They even drain them and use the blood for blood sausage. Wow. They use everything because these people are starving. Yeah. And they were so thankful that an elephant was taken in their area because there's so many different areas that you can hunt an elephant. Sure. They were the, the king of the village came out and says, oh my gosh, this is so, we're so thankful. You're going to feed our 300 people in our village. Mm -hmm. And 
what's amazing is the appreciation mm -hmm. because they've had elephants that are caught in snares. Yep. And once they catch that front hoof or rear hoof in that snare, they may not find that elephant. That elephant's going to die, yeah. and then he's going to be soured, right. and enforcing nothing will be used. Yep. They won't so, be able to harvest him in time. Yes. Yeah. And this this trophy fee that we that we paid, majority of that went back to the locals to help support anti poaching. Gotcha. Yeah. And anti poaching is huge. Yeah. Of the poaching is incredible. Mm -hmm. You have no idea. Even on a lot of these high fenced areas mm -hmm. in South Africa or the UN, they're jumping the fences, shooting them. Well, I can tell you stories like wow. you wouldn't believe of wow. what's happening. Give you an example. There was a, uh, a friend of ours, they lost five rhinos in one evening. What? One evening. What they did to tell you how professional it's done now, they're using a helicopter. And they fly in and they dart these rhinos. They take the sawzall, cut off the horns, and all they would have to do is put the antidote back in the rhinos. The rhinos would survive, mm -hmm. even though they cut off their horn. They get that, and these all five of those rhinos passed because wow. they, they weren't, because you can only keep them down for like four minutes yeah. when they're doing the, the yeah. darting part. Yeah. And so unfortunately, then they take those horns and they flew them into an embassy, mm -hmm. okay? And they tell you how yeah. it's there. And it's yeah. so, so sad. So we've got to stop a lot of that issues. And that's why we have to support the hunting because it's not going into the guide's yeah. pocket, all of it. It's right. actually going into a lot of these groups that sure. are helping prevent and helping prevent it. Yeah. So that's the objective. Wow, that's so, that's amazing. Well, um, you know, we're we've got about 15 minutes left here. And what I'd like to do, I know you got a lot of really awesome stories. Oh my gosh. What I want to do is you told okay. me when I talked to you on the phone, you told me about this. Um, I don't remember if you told me it was a world record or the South Africa um, trophy record. Um, maybe it wasn't even South Africa, but it was an Ibex, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, that your daughter had shot. Is that correct? Or is that yours? That's me. That's yours. Yeah. yeah. I'd really like to hear that story. I was not familiar with that animal until you okay. told me. And then I looked up and I got fascinated with it. God, they look so majestic mm -hmm. and just it's impressive. The, it's the Bezor Ibex. B-E-Z-I-O-R. I'm going to pull one up and look okay. at it. B-E-Z-I-O-R yes, Ibex. Sir. So what I've done the last few years, I've decided that I wanted more of a challenge. So... I've started hunting with a pistol. So oh, wow. two years ago, I went to Alaska and I shot the mountain goat with a pistol. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be an SCI top 10 with there a pistol. Yeah. I also shot the Sitka deer okay. with my pistol. Really? And then just recently, I went to Turkey in the mountains of to the east of... Um, you fly into Istanbul, then you go down to Antalya, then you go out a three to four hour drive out of there. For the ibex and so this one was very fortunate difficult hunt hiking in the mountains up and down looking tracking and we kept trying to figure out why are the ibex running yeah and i've got great footage of these two wolves oh really okay that are tracking the ibex and running them back this direction mm -hmm. they're never gonna they may catch the babies if they fall mm -hmm but they're chasing our Ibex. So up and down these mountains, up uh, and down, up and down, trying to get these things. So I was very fortunate. I think it was on the fifth day I ended up shooting. It's gonna be, uh, I'm nearly 100% positive, gonna be the number one SCI, Bezoar Ibex with a pistol. Wow, that's Because there's not many, a lot of people, yeah. So what? how far was that shot? 137 yards. 137 yards with a pistol. Mm -hmm. What pistol are you shooting? It's a Remington 350 Magnum, caliber in a single shot rolling block action wow so you get one shot wow for a free hand or are you using a you, well, gotta, you have a shooting platform for no i don't have anything basically no? i'll go to the prone position uh -huh. and i'll put the i'll support the pistol on the backpack okay or i'll support it against it has a lot of recoil yeah. so it's a lot of i mean it's a rifle sure. cartridge yeah. and a pistol yeah and so it was kind of a neat 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 experience wow that. that's really cool and that's... then just hunting and getting up and close and personal yeah. Shooting a mountain goat with a pistol. Yeah, absolutely. It's very, very challenging. Oh, man, I, so. I'm going to strive to get to that yeah. point. I'm a, I'm a ways away from, from doing yeah. that. I'm still just trying to get some normal stuff down. But, you know, primarily my hunting experience comes just in this 
central Texas area, traveled out of state to, to do a few things, but a lot of hogs, a lot of white-tailed deer, um, and that's really it. And of my, of my white-tailed deer, you know, I'm primarily, we own a little property down um, near Glenrose, so mm-hmm. um, it's low fence, free-range white-tail, okay. so... Okay. Um, occasionally, you know, somebody, one of our neighbors will get just this monster, you know, scoring whitetail and you know, they're out there. Oh, sure. Um, but for me, I'm still on that. I'm still looking for that low fence monster whitetail buck. Um, this South Africa thing wasn't even on my radar. Sure. It was just, oh, I won this thing. Okay. I guess I'm doing this now. And I've already told my my wife and I have already talked about it and we're like, This is a slippery slope you're, because you're going to love it because basically how this started with me getting wanting to go to Africa so much and around the world is this was in 07, 2007. I finally had saved up enough money and I'm going to go on a buffalo and leopard hunt. Oh, okay. man. And I'm taking the family with me uh-huh. because that's the way yeah. we are. Yes. We're going to take the family. Yeah. Kids, both my daughters, okay, so they're 11 and 13. So we get there, and the professional hunter says, why don't you let your girls shoot something? Yeah. I'm thinking, well, I ain't even thought about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, all I've got, my girls are thinking, okay, well, yeah, Dad, yeah, why not? Yeah. So I've got a 300 Weatherby and a 378 Weatherby. Okay. And you got a... These girls, so Caroline, my oldest daughter, says, "Okay, I'm I'm going to go first. Yeah. Okay. So she shoots, end up getting nine different species oh, on man. that trip. <laughs> shooting, realize she's five, six, seven hundred pounds. Yeah, shooting no muzzle break, three hundred Weatherby, yep. Mark five. Yeah, and you can imagine the recoil, mm-hmm. and she's just loving it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the funny part of the story is, so my Younger daughter decided that she's going to shoot something. Okay. So the guide is there and Kimberly's going to take a giraffe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Old bull that needs to be past his prime. Sure. So she's there on it and the guide says, okay, anytime, Kimberly, anytime. Okay. Wait till he turns. Looks good. Anytime. Okay. Nothing. So Kimberly pulls the gun down and says, Dad, I just can't do it. Yeah. I said, okay, Kim. Caroline, Amelia says, give me the damn gun before it gets away, okay? So Caroline goes up there, boom, okay? Yeah. So, but it actually ended up being, over the experiences that we had, Caroline ended up being the SCI Young Hunter. Wow. Okay, kind of a neat neat thing, great adventures. And one of the other great stories is she got to hunt with Jim Shockey. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so I'll tell you that if you got just a second on that one. Yeah, sure. And... So this was 2008 or nine or mm-hmm. something like that. So she's 14, 15 ish. And so I go to Jim. I said, Jim, I want Caroline to hunt with. He says, I only do four hunts a year. Yeah. And I don't do any with customers anymore, yep. unfortunately, because I'm too busy. Sure. Hunting 300 days a year, mm-hmm. et cetera. And he said, the only way you're going to get this hunt, mm-hmm. if you want me to hunt, you're going to have to buy the auction. Yep. Oh my gosh. So I go to the banquet that night mm-hmm. for a black bear hunt. I'm up to $30,000 on a black bear hunt. And I'm thinking, I'm out of my mind. It's way out of my budget. I can't justify that. So (laughs) go back the next day and say, Jim, I said, he said, oh no, I saw you were bidding, but you weren't going to win anyway. Because the gentleman that won it had sold his business, had lots of money, needing write-offs, and whatever it was didn't matter. Yes. And, And about that time, Caroline had picked up a piece of candy off Jim's booth and was chewing on it. And Caroline, or Jim went to ask Caroline a question. She accidentally takes this candy, spits it out, and it lands on top of Jim's boot. His high dollar cowboy (laughs) boots, okay? And you can imagine a 14 year old girl just (laughs) devastated. Okay, of what's just sticky just cinnamon sticking on Jim. <laughs> and Jim was very calm. He says, you're going to have to do a lot more than that, okay, to embarrass me. Okay. And so immediately Jim said, I'll see what we can do. So it wasn't a month later. He called me back and he said, I've got these dates open. I want you to come home with me. 
Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so basically, again, the whole family, we pack up, we go to Vancouver Island, and Caroline ended up getting a very postured and aggressive black bear with her bow. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, at 19 feet, that's she really shoots cool. this black bear. And great footage. And for years, Jim used that footage as his leader. You see the back of mm -hmm. Caroline's yeah. head, and you see a Luminoc oh, very arrow cool. going, because Jim had never seen a Luminoc. Oh, really? Okay, and yeah. he was just, holy wow. Yeah. You know, the footage, you can just see it. Yeah. As this bear is snarling and growling and mm -hmm. chomping his bits at us and hits it just perfect right there. It runs about 20 feet or 20 yards and passes. Wow. So it was just another great story. Yeah. So another funny, funny story. We were in the jungles of Cameroon. Okay. Caroline and I only. And this was a self-guided hunt to Africa. And... If you know where Cameroon's at, it's in the Horn. Okay. okay. And it's for bongo. Okay. Which is, pull up the bongo, you'll see it's it's an Thank orange you. animal with white stripes on it. It's the only place you can get it is in the CAR right there in, in Cameroon. So you've got a 13-year-old girl, oh, yeah, myself. Cat. They're the cats? No. Oh, what is that? I don't know what that is. That ain't right. Okay, B-O-N-G-O. -O got that. Animal. There you oh, go. Yeah. So, There's yeah, the bongo. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful species. Wow. Okay. So we're 14 days in the living in a pup tent. Brandon, come look at this thing. And it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous animal. The cameraman, Brandon, everybody. There you, you go. Hey, him. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Do that thing. So very, very highly sought after trophy in mm. Africa. Okay. We'll put one of these up on the screen for you guys too. You these are amazing. I'll so, put the Ibex up too. Okay. So we ended up living off the land and as we're living off the land they use dogs we're hunting with the local villagers in exchange the money that we paid went through to drill them a water well wow really we are 12 hours by vehicle going we had to hire a presidential guard to go with us to get to the parts of the country unfortunately baka haran has come in and taken over this area so you'll never be able to go back safely into this area but when we were there it was very friendly very they they loved us being there. Mm -hmm. So we were we're we're tracking these animals, and they use dogs. This is what they hunt with. Yeah. And one day we come back, and the the villager or one of the uh, those game scouts there says, through a French interpreter, we need medicine. I said, okay, what do we need? He said medicine. I said, okay, I'm gonna go look. So I go over there, and one of the locals had taken his machete. Realize they don't have any, they have little flip-flops. Mm -hmm. Taking his machete on his big toe oh. and nearly severed it. Oh. So I go through, I said, well, you need more medicine. <laughs> so Caroline's filming this and I actually clean up his toe, go the internal stitches and I actually re-sew this toe back onto his foot. That's amazing. Okay. Because I have a full medical kit where you're going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they said also... So helped him, and then like two days later, the dogs got into the baboons. And four of these dogs are violently tore up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I ended up sewing up all those dogs and putting them back together. Wow. So it's more of an adventure. They probably wanted you to stick around. They did, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the one thing that was really, really go, I mean, you go, 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 okay? And you hunt till noon. And then because it's all, there's no, uh, you can't see the sun, can't see the sky because it's all jungles there. Then one day they, they said at noon, says, we're lost. Now these are the local guys. Yeah. And well, I've got a GPS, I got a sat phone, got everything there. Yeah. No signal. So they have to climb up to the tree, to the top, uh -huh. and get a signal with the GPS to figure out where we're at. Oh, and man. where I remember it's 26.7 kilometers. From camp. Wow. That's a long way. Yeah. Okay, that we've hiked that morning trying yep. to go in after this bongo. Then another day we were going through the jungles and the you hear the one of the dogs go, Yep. Okay. And they said, Stop, stop. So okay. And all of a sudden you can hear it thrashing. Just going through the just here it's towards coming, you. Coming yeah. towards us. Okay. And here comes the dog. Uh -huh. These little dogs. These are yeah. Okay, and 
So I said, Caroline, get ready because it's a buffalo. It's uh -huh. a dwarf forest buffalo. You can't see it. I mean, you, you got about five, seven yards most of the time while you're hunting this sure, stuff. Sure, yeah. I said, get ready, Caroline. There's no, you, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Get ready. And I'm going to back you up with this one and you sh just yeah. hit it. Just find, hide, and shoot. So all of a sudden, about eight, ten yards, you can hear it stop snorting. And then it turns around and leaves. So it got a smell of us uh -huh, or something. Yeah. Realize there's nine guys with us at all sure, times. Sure, yeah. And I turn around, and there's not a soul around. Okay, <laughs> Caroline and I are there by ourselves. They had left. Okay, oh, no. they I tell they out were of there. gone. Okay, and then I looked around, and they were all up. They had shimmied up these trees. Okay, <laughs> and these trees aren't very big, of course. But Caroline and I were thinking. Okay, what if something had happened? Okay. Imagine the climb back down after nothing has happened. They're like, well, this is this is awkward. Okay, okay. We expected y'all to be dead. Yeah, we got, we got, you got a 13-year-old girl here, you know, told her guy, you know. And she had a 375. And, oh, my so, God. It was kind of a great story. That's an but, amazing story. Yeah, and she ended up being um, successful. Okay, great. Okay? Especially on a self-guided hunt. Sure, I mean, you don't yeah. have the guide like you're going yeah, to help Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're on your own. You're yeah. living off the land. We lived off what we got. That's very cool. So it's a great, great story. Yeah, that's there. awesome. So. Now, this this animal here, mm -hmm. uh, the bongo, that actually body structure-wise, antler-wise, and even the pattern. Now, mm -hmm. the color is different, and yes. the length of the hair is different, but it looks mm -hmm. a lot like the Inala. Uh, very close. They are the same. They're they're related species. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because but he's a lot the the bongo is a lot bigger animal. Really. Okay. okay. He's a little bit smaller than a kudu. Okay. Uh, very cool. But they've got him. You looking at the pictures there where they've got the inset there? Yeah. Just beautiful. He'll weigh. Uh, I'm saying probably 400 pounds. Wow. Yeah. They're a big animal. Wow. Well, uh, Carrie, man, those are some amazing stories. Oh boy, I've got and bunches of them. It sounds like you've got you know just a ton of stuff going on. I would like to bring you back in sometime. We're we're running out of time now, but I'd like to get you back in in the future and um you know, maybe if we can bring get something with, you know, feel free to bring your kids up Absolutely. And, and we do yeah. we do a couple of uh a couple of you guys on cuz I'd love to hear all your experiences cool, yeah. and uh you know what I'd like to do is we're about to sign off, but I want to give you a, a plug here at the end to okay. um again tell everybody um, Meadow Ridge, you know, where you guys are located, how they might can contact you if they were interested sure, in checking sure. that out. Mm -hmm. Do you have your Ibex and your, uh, and your Bongo here? Are those on display? I, they're getting mounted. They're getting, so, so yes. they will be eventually. Oh, eventually, yes, sir. Very cool. Kind of some cool stuff. Uh, tell us okay. Meadow Ridge. How, okay. how do they find out about you? Well, how do they find you? Let me you? add one other thing before we start about yeah, sure. that. So basically now... The full family, mm -hmm. Lori, my wife, is hunting now big time. Really? We're going to Australia next year to let her shoot a water buffalo oh, with a crossbow. Awesome. Oh, cool. Okay, which has never been done before. Sure. And Kimberly, my younger daughter, has started hunting now. I took her to oh, Africa really? last year. Oh, so cool. she had so a she... she got her a spectacular Cape Buffalo. She's yeah. the first hunt. She wanted something. So she got her a great, great. So I'm very, very proud of both my daughters, my wife, and everything, because they understand what needs to be done well okay. and i want to highlight i want to highlight yeah. that you had your daughters in that environment at a young age and you had both of them positioned up to take animals and one of your daughters didn't want to do it yes. and you didn't force her to do it no you told her no. that's absolutely okay mm -hmm. i still love you honey just yeah. enjoy this experience with us mm -hmm. you don't have to be a trigger person and here she is all this absolutely. time later Getting into it on absolutely, our own. and that's awesome. We've that's had, amazing. We've had three great hunts, yeah. Kimberly and I. Just yeah. great, great stuff. And so she finally, um, she's always she's been to Africa numerous, numerous times. She's always gone. She never anything against it, anything. But now she's decided that she wants to. Nice. Which is awesome. Yeah, that's okay? really cool. And never forced. Never said, "Hey, you got to." No. Yeah. You go because you want to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very and cool. So I've been very, very fortunate that way with everybody. Very so cool. I've got, like I said, I've got, oh my gosh, stories of a rhino charge. I mean, buffalo. I mean, I've got all kinds of stories that next time we can talk about. Yeah. And other adventures. Yes. You know, 
I just went to Kyrgyzstan. Well, that's a story in itself. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. man, that would be you know, awesome. 13,000 feet elevation. I mean, that's a great story we can talk about. Yes, and, very cool. And so I've got a bunch more of those hunts scheduled as well for awesome. fun stuff. Yeah, we'll definitely so, have to, yeah, we'll definitely have to get you guys to. back I'd in here. I'd love to. Um, yeah, because this has been awesome. I, I really enjoyed hearing all that. So if somebody was going to try and, and find you guys down there in Nacogdoches, where are they going? Or is there an email or phone number? We or do. Facebook? Uh, you got going you can pull up Meadow Ridge Archery and Gun. We do have a Facebook. Okay. As well as a website. Okay. All the information is there. There's a few pictures there. We're always modifying and changing it. Okay. But they're welcome to look at that. The phone number is listed there. I can give you the phone number or they can pull it up, whatever sure. they'd like. Yeah. Uh, they can also get a hold of me, which is not there. You can go Kerry, K-E-R-R-Y, mm -hmm. at M-R-A-A-G.com, which stands for Meta Ridge Archery and Gun. Okay. Very, very simple. Sure. They can email, email me that way. Perfect. And we are just, like we said, our objective is family-oriented, family business. We're not the big box store. Mm -hmm. And... We strive on customer service. Sure. That's what we try to. Sure. Give you another example. We It happens a lot. A customer will go to a box store. Yep. They have an issue with an item, mm -hmm. a gun especially. Sure. You take it back to the box store, and what are they going to tell you? Contact the manufacturer. Pretty much. Yeah. Now, the local ones will say, hey, contact Meta Ridge. They'll help you. Oh, really? Exactly. <laughs> nice. Okay. That's cool. So, <laughs> a lot of, and once those customers come to us they won't go back yeah. because they understand my prices most of the time are very 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 competitive sure. to them they buy it by a hundred we buy ten yeah so of course they get a different price break sure and we know that but it but comes you, with a lifetime of customer oh service my gosh, on the back end. absolutely yeah. and that's what we're here for is to help that person when they walk into the doors I told you they walked into my living room when they walk I don't want any customer that leaves that store mm -hmm saying, man, I wish I wouldn't have bought that. Right. I don't want that. Right. I want you to say happy, I'm glad I bought that. Yep. Awesome. That's, I don't want to have second thoughts. Yep. And I tell my customer, I'd rather you walk home, mm -hmm. go home, not walk, but go home and think about it and say, then come back and say, I want it. Yeah. No, bu no buyer's remorse. There's no buyer's yep, remorse. Absolutely. We've all had buyer's remorse. Yep. Every single one of us, mm -hmm. everybody's done that. Yep. So that's our main objective. Very cool. Okay. Very cool. So, well, Carrie, man, thank absolutely. you for the time. Thank I you. I appreciate you coming in. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Um, well, I got to change now and get ready to go to Rome. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. You got a flight to catch. So we'll get you out of here. <laughs> no. Man, it was great having a you in. A flight to fly. <laughs> yeah. Not, not to, to catch. catch. <laughs> it doesn't leave without you, does it? That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. Oh, man. That's awesome. Cool.